0: Hi, welcome to the Dan Bradbury Podcast, where turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. In this podcast, I'll bring you resources, tips, interviews, and lots more to help to grow your business and make it less dependent on you. I believe now is the best time there has ever been to be an entrepreneur. Here's why. It feels like the world is falling apart, and yet uh, the science proves this the data proves that there's going to be a greater transfer of wealth during this next economic cycle than at any point in human history just think about it we've we're coming to the end of the longest um, boom cycle um, uh, bull market in in uh, in recent history okay over ten years and so All the smart money was betting that we were due for a recession. They just didn't think it would come in the form of a pandemic, right? And and so it's arrived in a very magnified way. And COVID-19 serves as a catalyst to exaggerate all the component parts. So there's a recession that we haven't even begun to see the real ramifications uh, by way of unemployment companies failing. But in every recession, there are two types of people that uh, do well. One, the rich get richer. So people with money do well in recessions. And the reason why is people uh, feel like, generally speaking, there's less available capital and the people feel like they need money. So you can buy assets cheaper. A house that was uh, just yesterday, a friend of a friend, uh, bought a £750,000 house for £540,000. And this is just the beginning, right? There'll probably be a decrease in uh, property prices. There's already a decrease in, uh, in uh, business prices, businesses that are for sale. So you can buy valuable assets for less money. And then you can ride the wave back up. But that's people with money. And by the way, um, uh, this current cycle is even more interesting because there's so much liquidity. Right. The, 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 the chancellor pumped so much money into the economy and things like the bounce back loans in real terms. Uh, there's no recession in memory, in history where uh, businesses have been so liquid as this one. It appears to me that the lessons have been learned since the crash of the, the previous crash of 08, 09, and the banks are much more well uh, capitalized and the money is being lent out. So that's point one. The second type of person, which is more interesting, is entrepreneurs. Because we live in very changing times. And so it's no longer business as usual. And the businesses that are unable to adapt to the new socially distanced working conditions and uh, ways of dealing with customers, etc., many of them will fail. Loads of businesses are going to fail, but the ones who can adapt are going to thrive. Okay, because people are still going to want to uh, go out to eat, they're going to want to exercise, they're going to want all the services that they had before, maybe some more than others. But the fact is, if the businesses can't adapt, the money will go to a business that can meet those needs, and that's where entrepreneurs come in. If you look at some of the biggest companies in the world today. They were created. They were born during the last recession ten years ago. Okay, the Airbnbs, etc. Okay, so uh, now is your time if you're flexible, if you can adapt. Add, add on to that, uh, our technology's never been better. Globalization, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Baby boomers coming of age. I've got a friend who's an accountant that has been talking about how many of his clients have said, "You know what?" I'm not even going to open again. Uh, I, I'm just going to close down. I can't be asked with a hassle of kind of rejigging and retooling the business for this new world that we operate in. So they're going to close down the business or they're going to sell it off cheap. Hence, there's going to be a greater transfer of wealth in this economic cycle than at any time in human history. The question is, are you on the right side of the equation? Have you adapted your business accordingly? And you might hear this go, okay, Dan, but what do I do? What does this mean to me? What do I actually do in order to, uh, how do I position my business? What, where do I need to start? And there are three things, okay? There are three phases. And the first thing you've got to identify is which of these phases are you in? And you have to pass through all three to get maximal growth. You can't skip straight to number three. So what are the, uh, what are the three? Okay, this is covered in my recent book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity. Okay, the different parts. First phase, defense. Okay, you can't build a, a skyscraper, a high-rise building on, on foundations of sand. You need a rock-solid foundation. You need a good defense. Okay, the way a good friend and a mentor of mine, Keith Cunningham, describes this is during a crisis, uh, you, need to, you need to survive. And then you need to stabilize. And survival for most small businesses comes down to cash. I have you got the money to survive. Chances are, if you're listening to this, in the last three months, you found unnecessary expenses you were able to cut out. And that enabled you to have more cash so you could with you could survive for longer. Cash is like business oxygen. And the second thing he said to me was you've got to stabilize. And stabilizing looks like cash flow, i.e. you're no longer burning money. You are at least cash flow neutral or you're cash flow positive. Okay, And it's not exactly the same, but let's just say it closely rhymes with profitability. Okay, So, so, so uh, can we stop burning money? So in theory, even though our profits might be reduced, we can now survive indefinitely because our cash flow is at least neutral or slightly positive. So we're now stable. Okay, so, uh, and it's only then, once you've stabilized your business, that you can start to think about the second phase. And the second phase is develop. And develop is, is about nurturing what your business has got. It's about nurturing the core parts of your business. Um, uh, and, and let's be clear about what this is. This is not about anything radical and new. This is about, and it's not about just going for turnover. Turnover is vanity. Profit is sanity. It's about what are the most profitable product lines. Often when you cut back, you become much leaner. In fact, let me just go back a second. A key uh, example I forgot to mention a moment ago in defense. When my eldest daughter was born, uh, there's a reflection of there, but this is her over here, and she's in this picture eating an ice cream. When she was born, she was born with a diaphragmatic hernia, okay? So she had a hole in her diaphragm, which meant she needed emergency surgery when she was three days old. So when she was born, the first thing they had to do was stabilize her, they had to uh incubate her, okay? And uh, so she so the, her breathing was done for her, and once they were happy she was stable. They then said, okay, we can now do the surgery to repair the hole in the diaphragm, but also without getting too gory, um, her intestines came, had come up while she was in utero up through the, the hole in the diaphragm and were impeding, they were in her chest cavity. So the surgeons had to put all that back in the right place um, uh, and, uh, and then obviously sew it up so that her lungs could develop normally. But here's the point. When she was in intensive care, she had it was one nurse per patient, and they're watching the patient twenty four seven. They work on shifts, and there are there's a big screen above the bed which has key uh, metrics, key data points. So they measure blood uh, um, uh, heart rate. They measure blood pressure. They may measure oxygen saturation rate in the blood. They measure a variety of different metrics: eight, nine, ten different metrics, and these are the vital signs. Because when it's in intensive care, the only job is to make sure the patient doesn't die and stabilize them so they can then do whatever intervention allows them to to move from intensive care down to the next stage down, the kind of high dependency warts, okay? So that relates to defense. Coming back into develop, you're going to say, okay, how do we nurture the most profitable parts of the business, right? But... If you're going to nurture the most profitable parts, you have to say, what is the core business? Oftentimes, as we've grown, our businesses get convoluted. We had more product lines, more people, and we're now stripping it back. But is this core product the right product? Does it make sense? What's most profitable? We need to be dialed into the nice metrics. Here's a great story to illustrate that point. So... Um, I did a um, a sanity session recently and sanity sessions are sanity checks. The the, the little mini masterminds um, that we do for people that are considering joining one of my mastermind programs. They can come and get a taster if you like. And we just check the core areas of their business. And a lady uh, joined it who was a a restaurant owner. So during the uh, pandemic, uh, the restaurant was closed, but she was able to do takeaway. So she went, you know what? I know what I can do. I can pivot and do takeaways. And that's exactly what she did. She moved a whole team and she uh, transformed herself from being a restaurant, dine-in, to being a takeaway business virtually overnight. And in that month, the first month that she opened her takeaway, she had more sales than at any point in her company's history. Amazing. But there was one problem when she came to doing her books, she realized she'd made a loss. And the point is, turnover is vanity. Profit is sanity. Okay? Turnover is vanity, profit is sanity. She wasn't dialed in on the right metrics. So she figured out a way that there was demand for people wanting to take away food, but she didn't stay dialed into the key components. Was she selling the right products at the right prices? And fundamentally, if she hadn't realized that, she would have gone broke. The more she'd sold, the faster she would have gone broke. Okay? So, for, so develop is about how do you nurture the right parts of your business, but you can't bypass defense and having solid foundations and solid metrics. And once you're nurturing, okay, once you're nurturing and, and developing your core business, you can profit quite nicely. A ten, you can then get ready to go to the third phase. However, business owners have got a tendency to want to jump too soon, right? We get, we get bored, we get distracted. It's shiny penny syndrome when actually often there's a lot more money in uh, develop and defense than you think. My experience is most businesses uh, can double or treble their current level of profitability just with good defense and developing the core business. It's, it's often not necessary to go to disrupt, to get the level of financial freedom and profitability that you want. And actually, by business owners trying to jump to the next phase too soon, you actually end up hurting yourself. However, and this is the tricky bit, but also the fun bit about being an entrepreneur, disrupt looks like, is your industry transforming? Do you need to transform? Or is a specific transition or change allow you to leapfrog ahead of the competition and go 10x in a short period of time. Great story to illustrate that point. A gentleman who's, I'll respect his privacy, so I won't mention his name, a gentleman in one of my mastermind programs last year came in the top 10 of the Sunday Times Fast Track 100. And in case you don't know what that is, the Sunday Times Fast Track 100 is a list of the top 100 fastest growing privately held companies in the UK, right? So uh, it's based upon sales growth and this uh, gentleman's business achieved that. And for the record, he'd had rapid sales growth, but he also was immensely profitable. Okay. And, uh, but because of the nature of his industry, when the pandemic hit, boom, because of what he did and it related to going out and seeing customers in their homes, the whole business had to close. Right, uh, it, it was mandatory. It was imposed by government for, for for safety reasons. Had to close. But this gentleman was smart. He didn't want to sit on his uh, uh, laurels and just say, "Okay, everybody's furloughed. Okay, we're good. We've got plenty of cash reserves." He went, "Okay." I mean, he's an entrepreneur. He sees opportunities everywhere, and he went, "Okay, what do people need?" And he recognised that people needed hand sanitizer. People had a, a need for all kinds of uh, sanitation products. And he also recognized that he had an exceptionally good sales force sales team, so he, he put that really skilled telesales team to work on negotiating and selling and finding the products to sell, and then being able to sell those products. And so uh, last year, his, uh, his revenues and again I'll forgive me I'll uh, protect him. I'll be slightly ambiguous. But they were very high, seven figures, round about the eight-figure mark, and uh, yet last month, since he pivoted, last month his sales were six times uh, uh, his average monthly revenue last year. So his business has transformed in a market where most people say, "Well, you can't trade. You can't trade. It's closed. We can't do business." No, no, business owners. Entrepreneurs thrive on opportunities. Can you solve the problems? Can you adapt to the marketplace? If you can, the world's your oyster because you get first mover advantage. And I'm not saying go out there and be reckless. I'm saying two people or types of people thrive in recessions. Those with cash capital, okay? Uh, Because things typically become cheaper for a period of time and the entrepreneurs who can adapt. And if you're listening to me right now, the chances are you've got both. You may not have as much money as you felt you did a few months ago, but actually, compared to the majority of the UK's population, you've got more. But more importantly, you've got an entrepreneurial mindset. And if you can figure out how to solve these problems, you could see sales growth of the likes you've never seen and also matching profits. So, that is the three phases. that that your business is going through right now and you should be considering while you make decisions about what to do next. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community, to connect with other business owners.